Have you like have you slept or have you just been geeking out? No, I have slept. <laughs> <laughs> but I will get to something interesting about that in a minute. Um, but I think before we dive too far in, because I don't think once we go into it, I think we won't ever come back from it, which is good. That's totally fine. There's plenty to say because I think we can talk about is it worth it? What is it like? Why should we who should buy one? That kind of stuff. But last week we had a topic we didn't get to, so it's not really follow up, <clears throat> but it's fairly fairly timely and important. Mm-hmm. So I think so I was thinking we could talk about it. The first question is so in you're in Arkansas and here in Michigan they just starting today are shutting everything down again for the most part not entirely but mm-hmm. for the most part so that it makes it very interesting when you start to think about I mean next week is Thanksgiving and they've already told people like don't do Thanksgiving right <laughs> don't do so I'm curious what is it like in Arkansas um not good <laughs> so um we were doing like kids had the option to go to school um you know my kids are in middle and junior high and uh, it sounds so weird to say it makes me feel old <laughs> but uh, so they had the option to go every day and then they had the option to have flex fridays they also have a virtual academy and now wednesday through friday is flex and the biggest reasons for those are not kids getting sick necessarily um they're really short on bus drivers um they're short on substitute teachers whether um and they're short on just teachers in general whether they have um, you know, whether they've tested positive or they're caring for someone that has tested positive. So um, I usually let my kids stay home on those days and they do, you know, they do all their assignments online. Um, we've, we've had record cases lately um, and we are, I don't have, um, my nuclear family does not live here and we are intentionally choosing not to go um, to, up to Columbia, Missouri to visit them with them this year, just because there's too many kids around and you just, you just don't know. I think over the holidays, I think this is going to get worse before it gets better. And this is super salient for me because I'm writing an article about how COVID has changed sales, <laughs> like about, and like with a bunch of statistics. And so it's very top of mind for me. Not that COVID isn't top of mind everywhere. I mean, I just feel like I'm so ready. Everyone feels so ready for it to be over, but it's in our TV shows. It's in every news article we read almost. I read New York City shut down all their schools today. They're all going remote now. I hate when we say shut down schools because that implies we're ceasing learning, which is not true. Um, well, I mean, that that's kind of relative. It sort of depends. <laughs> I don't know how much learning happens virtually, but... Yeah, I feel like... I mean, my kids' teachers have gone above and beyond. I know it's different for every district, but it really, it really yanks my chain when people say, oh, a teacher shouldn't be getting paid because they don't have to go to school. I come from a family of teachers. Like my brother goes to his empty classroom every single day and teaches from his classroom because he has three Mm -hmm. kids at home. He gets up at 4.30 in the morning. (laughs) So, and if you think teachers aren't doing and my sister-in-law, she's in charge of all the iPads and computers for the district. So you can only imagine how fun that must be for her. Right. So, um, but as far as traveling goes, I think people need to do what they're comfortable with. Um, if you're, uh, I, I would err on the side of caution. Um, I know everyone says 2020 has been this terrible year. That doesn't mean in flip of a switch, 2021 is going to get better. It's, it's not going to get better um, in the next right. few weeks. Anyway, and... But I know you have traveled for work, and I was—I haven't been on an airplane since January, so I'm wondering what that was like for you. 
um, as far as yeah, traveling so, and how the whole experience was, you know, traveling on an airplane during a pandemic. Yeah, well, and I, I'll talk about that in just a quick second, because it really that was, as we were talking last week, sort of the mentality that I had was, oh, let's just talk about like what it's like to travel. And then it became pretty clear that probably most people shouldn't <laughs> travel for the holiday for Thanksgiving or maybe even for Christmas. Um, just because <clears throat> I think, yes, things are definitely going to get worse before they get better. And it was strange here because the case count just kept going up and up and up and up, but like nobody really was talking about it for a while. And I don't know if it was just because there was an election and, there were other things that people were concerned about, but for quite a while, it really wasn't. I mean, you still saw the signs of it, but it, it wasn't as in your face, right? Mm-hmm. People, I think it was election related. I mean, yeah. it, it was for me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, this thing is still here. <laughs> right? And so probably you're right for most people, they shouldn't. But the the interesting thing, so my parents are actually um, planning to travel on a trip that they had planned for quite a long time um, on Saturday. And I had had a conversation with them and I wrote two articles about it. Cause yeah, I've gone to New York city twice uh, during the pandemic for work. And it's interesting. I actually made this comment to someone the other day that getting on an airplane to travel is probably less risky right now than going to the grocery store for a couple of reasons. One Generally, I trust the airlines to do a better job of cleaning than probably the grocery store because the grocery store is a constant stream of people going through. You can't possibly follow every person up and down every aisle and, you know, wipe anything that they possibly touch, right? Whereas on an airplane, everybody gets off, they sanitize the whole thing, the next group of people get on, right? And then the other thing is I, I fly Delta and you can't get on a flight that run by Delta without a mask on and you know, they've been in the news because there have been several times where someone is on a plane, takes the mask off, refuses to put it back on and they go back to the gate and they kick the person off. Like they don't, they're not messing around. And so the other thing, and this is not, I have no scientific evidence of this, but generally my thought is most people are afraid to fly right now. So if you are flying, you probably wouldn't do that if you felt sick. So it seems, and there's also a lot, like, for example, on Delta, they're still not booking middle seats. So oh, really? there's way less people on the plane. So Well, that's kind of nice. Yeah. And <laughs> my suggestion was if you have to travel, I recommend that you try to leave from a local airport as opposed to a big hub. And the reason is there's way less people, right? Like at our local airport here, both times that I've flown out of here, you know, there's well, I've never wait. I didn't have to wait in any line at security and even waiting for the flight, you know, the, we just have regional jets that fly out of here and you got to go to like Detroit or whatever. And those planes, I don't know, seat 70 people. And I bet you at both times there was 30 people on them. Right. Yeah. So. I've had like a little bit of like, I don't know, like sadness, depressive feelings about just like being at home so much because usually we take like a big trip to travel every year, maybe um, whether it's with the kids or just Marcus and I, and I, like, I don't want to do that with the kids because they're more at risk because, 
and just, you know, Marcus and I have both had it, there's a good indication that we're probably still immune. So even, you know, we still follow all the protocols, the masks and everything, but we're like, maybe we'll take a few days off and go on a little road trip and like visit some place that we've never been before. Because I think a lot of this like ties into mental health too. I've been trying to like go on walks more and like get vitamin D because I get, you know, I'm a pretty... Um, I'm called what's what's called an ambivert, so I really like being alone, and I really like being social. So like not, <laughs> um, but like I don't know. You could read articles about that. It's pretty cool. It's like I like being social within my group of people. Like meeting new people is really exhausting for me, but being alone recharges me. Um, so, but also like getting away from home is important to me. It's like something I look forward to every year. Like before we went to Spain, I planned that trip six months out. And so many people are in this situation where they feel like they're just missing out on life and like how long are we going to be in this? Remember when we thought it was like this was going to be done by Easter, by Mother's Day, by wherever, whenever. And uh, my brother did actually. He said at the beginning, he's like, I think it's going to be a year. And so far, I think he's going to be pretty right or maybe longer. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, I know that's going off the tangent on a tangent a little bit about traveling, but you know... If you can handle it, just stay home. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, and limit, I limit myself to the few people that I have, I kind of am around on a regular basis. And so we do have uh, Marcus's family here. We're doing Thanksgiving with them, but we're driving 10 minutes away rather than, you know, traveling across the country. Well, and you brought up an interesting point that I think is probably relevant for a lot of people. And you talked about some of the things that you try to do, going out for a walk, that kind of thing. And I think that that's really important for people because it seems like we're at a point in November where it's it's getting very real again for people. So obviously in March when literally everything shut down and school shut, really when school shut down, that was when it became very real. But when that happened, it was like a shock to the system it seemed very real to people. It, it was sort of like this impending storm coming is sort of how it felt for people. And it's like you batten down the hatches, you go down to the basement, whatever you have to do to avoid the storm. Then as the weather got nicer and it was safe to go outside. I mean, we had us, we had both of our kids played soccer, you know, two of our kids, three of our kids played soccer. I mean, you had to wear a mask and they limited the number of spectators, but like that kind of felt somewhat normal again. Mm-hmm. But now it's, about to affect Thanksgiving and probably it's about to affect Christmas our holidays, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, exactly. And like our our traditions are at stake, and you know, and again, our kids not going to get their proms and their graduations against and things like that. Like I watch, um, I know you're a fan of This Is Us too. I don't know if you caught up, but have you noticed in like the shows you watch where it's like permeating our society? It's been around so long where it's like you see people wearing masks in a show, and this feels totally surreal to me. Yeah. It's and it's still yeah. that still feels strange. I mean, it's one thing when you watch the news and the person is wearing right one, but it starts to get weird when it's like a. And we don't watch a ton of TV, so I haven't really seen that. But I was curious, like, what are some of the other things that you do intentionally to stay motivated, to stay like recharged? Because we kind of are at a point where it's 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 kind of like and you were a runner, and believe it or not, many years ago I was a runner. And I remember training for a half marathon that we, we ran a half marathon right after cross country season. Cause we were all like in shape. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and once you've peaked, it's not that hard after like 
regionals or whatever to just go ahead and do a little bit of distance so you can get up to 13 uh you know miles but one of the things our coach told us is like you're going to get to a point after about nine miles where you're like there's nothing left you're just going to have to figure out a way to push through it because you're almost to the end but you're not to the end so but you won't have anything left to give so you have to like find it somewhere else and I think that that's sort of how people where we're at right now you can't see the end and we don't even know like at least when you're running half marathon you know there's a finish line over there we don't even know where the finish line is so I'm just curious like what some of the things you do to stay motivated are well, I'm really good at giving advice. I'm not nearly as good at taking it. Um, but I, I just, that being said, you know, I have mixed levels of success. Um, like, I can't st- sit all day in front of my computer. So I'll get up. Um, like, Marcus and I went on a walk yesterday, and we actually had a lot of fun because it was beautiful weather. I mean, I live in Arkansas. It's a natural state. It's 65 degrees outside in the middle of November. And taking advantage of something as simple as that, going on a walk or a hike, and we had so much fun, not just because we were talking the whole time. We have nothing to talk about because we're together 24-7. But, like, we ended up, like, collecting some firewood, like, around the neighborhood and stuff. And, you know, um, one of the biggest – I have um, – and since it's so nice out, I will sometimes, like, go to dinner or happy hour with a close group of friends who I've been around for a long time. And I think – and I will always stand by this – that belly laughter is the best medicine for anything – so if you can get together, and I'm not promoting like large get-togethers or parties or anything like that, but I do think that it is important to like keep up your social communications. Um, I do a lot more video chats with friends and family now too. Um, sometimes I'll go on a walk with a friend. I'll go by myself. Um, I play with my cats. <laughs> Seriously, I am never buying another cat toy because my firewood related my cats are now obsessed with sticks and so I have a cat named Sparky who rolls he's the one that just had the big surgery he rolls over on command and he brings me sticks to bed at 6 a.m in the morning (laughs) and I was like I had to just take the stick because we have it all the firewood in the garage and I just had to take the stick and because I played with him for a long time yesterday with it and put it under my pillow because I was like no not now so Basically, I have a cat dog. But I think that if you have animals, they're a huge source of, like, emotional comfort and something to do. And uh, and if you are now, and like in my situation, um, yours is a little different. You work with your partner if you don't live alone. I can tell you at first, like those first few months, it didn't bother me. But now I'm just like, I cannot wait till you go back to the office. Like, get out of my space. We've had a few more arguments, and I'm like, do you think it's just because we're around each other all the time? We're not trying. We're always, like, in our sweatpants and stuff. Uh, So I think um, in that sense, like, creating some intentional time outside of working together before you just end up with a roommate is important, too. (laughs) Well, and you guys don't just both work from home. You literally work. Or you don't have separate spaces. Right. right? I ha- Well, yeah. I told him we were recording the podcast. He's like, well, okay, I'll, I'll go shower then <laughs> at that point. <laughs> go do something productive. Yeah. And sometimes I'll end up, I'll take my computer into a different room just because I want to be in my own space. And right. I'm on meetings a lot more than he is. So, you know, he, he wears his headphones more now. He borrows my son's AirPods, which is crazy that a 12-year-old yeah. has them and a 36-year-old does not. But... <laughs> but <laughs> Um, so we don't bother each other much. I sometimes I forget he's there, but sometimes I'm like, stop talking. <laughs> My favorite is that 
well, and we've talked about this before. It's why I really like having a door that shuts because at least it's some sort of a signal to people. Hold on before you go in there to interrupt dad. If you know, the door is shut. So, mm-hmm. and you said, you said something about having pets, as you know, our dog works. Our dog doesn't work. Our, our dog, dog lays well, in your the dog office. Is therapy dog. <laughs> she's my she's my assistant, but she lays on the floor all day. But the fact that she's in here with me all day means I get to keep the door closed all day, mm-hmm. as opposed to opening it, you know, when I'm not working or whatever. So it's kind of a nice little. You can see well, yeah, she, two cats. My yeah. two of my assistants right behind me on the tower. Nice. Right now. <laughs> so I do agree <laughs> that having a pet is a good thing because she doesn't she she doesn't need stuff from me right she doesn't ask me questions her chromebook doesn't die and need to be restarted (laughs) she doesn't have questions on her assignments she just lays there well my kids will be home all next week because it's thanksgiving break so that'll be but it's only a three-day week work-wise for me so it'll it'll be kind of that same situation but they don't have any school so i won't have to be helping with school they can just do whatever they feel like yeah um, but so, that only thing I'll say is if you if you're single and you live alone, I have some friends that are single, live by themselves, whatever. It's a great time to just go adopt a pet. Adopt a pet. I think your life will be happier. And I'm an animal lover, that's, so that's I have to true. say that. <laughs> and obviously, you have cats. We have a dog. We used to have cats. Um, but I was just going to say, if you adopt a dog, then you also are adopting a friend and like a running buddy or a walking buddy like something that is going to also force you then to get outside so that's kind of a nice benefit too so we should also talk i think about the um you know what apple keeps doing to us mm-hmm. <laughs> every every month now we talked a little bit last week about the the new computers that they introduced they also this week s- sent out um the home pod minis which we weren't going to talk about and we can maybe talk about later i just wanted to say one thing about them because we do have two of them uh to review and because i know that you guys are amazon alexa type people and we have some alexas and some google assistants and whatever but i will say this that the minis which are no joke the size of my fist i saw your pictures of your stuff that you posted and like did you have it like in a candle jar or something no i stuck so we have these (laughs) that I probably should have given some context. We have these really small bowls that we use for ice cream. Yes, I saw that. And I have that exact bowl. same bowl in blue. And I saw <laughs> the bowl and I was like, where did he get those same bowls as me? Because I legit got them from a, a Goodwill, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I don't think <laughs> like that's many, where Like from. many, many years ago. And I just, I love those bowls. Because for me, I'm a, like, I'm a, oh, sorry, hit my mic. Um, I'm a snacker. Uh, yeah. So I like the small size of the bowl. Yeah, for like they're good for yogurt or ice cream or mm-hmm. applesauce or whatever. But anyway, I so I did take a picture of it in in that. But my whole point is, they do sound really good. And so, as a little speaker, you know, they don't sound as good as is a larger. Well, first of all, they don't sound as good as a HomePod. Or mm-hmm. we also have a Google Nest audio that we were that I was reviewing. They don't sound quite that good, or they're not going to replace like a sound bar or something for your television. But they, they definitely. Do you have an sound Echo really Show? No, we have the Google Nest Hub Max, which is basically the same thing. Yeah, I was wondering how the sound compared to that being a much smaller device. So my general consensus is that they aren't going to put out quite as much sound as a larger device, obviously. But the sound that they do put put out sounds really good, and they so our 
well, this is, I should say, my standard for testing audio from a TV. So we use them as a stereo pair, and then you can just use them to to produce the audio from our Apple TV. So that's what I did because the speakers on every TV are terrible. And we have a Bose wireless speaker that we use upstairs, and it sounds great. So these don't sound quite as good as that, but they sound way better than the TV. And the show show <clears throat> or the piece of content we always use to test it is the beginning of The Greatest Showman, right? Because okay. the, at the beginning, the music is very like loud, and they're doing the stomp thing, and there's the, it's got, got a lot of bass. And they didn't sound as good, obviously, as the larger Bose speaker that's up there, but they sounded they sounded really good. If 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 that was the only option, they sound really good. And I know I should know this, but I'm just going to ask you because I know you know. <laughs> do they do you charge them? Obviously, like a dot. They're they're permanently plugged in. But the nice thing about them compared to like the big home pods, which have a plug on them, you know, an actual like normal plug, these plug into one of the 20 watt adapters which means you could plug them into like an uh like a a phone battery pack like if you had a small battery pack you were using for like like that you can plug your phone into recharge you could plug these into that and take them with you like let's or if you wanted to just go outside for a while like on your back porch and you had a and you had and i bet you that battery pack would run them for quite a while so yeah i guess i mean there's different we have different products for things like that bluetooth speakers you know that or chargeable right. uh, it's so it sounds yeah. like it's functioning more like a like a dot speaker or you know a, a mini yeah it's exactly device. it's exactly like a, a echo dot only it sounds a, like infinitely better than an echo dot but it's also twice as expensive right so that's like, basically yeah. what you get like i would get them for my kids for christmas i just don't think they'd appreciate the sound quality at their ages for because they both have echo dots i was wondering about them recharging them because them being rechargeable because that would be great because my kids are always unplugging theirs to plug in other crap. And then uh, when I try to make an announcement or something, it's like they can't hear me because they, right. they're too lazy to plug it back in. <laughs> right. <laughs> or they just don't want to hear the announcement, so they just don't plug it back in. That might be the uh, – my son officially becomes a teenager next month. I'm, I would not be surprised if that was his strategy. Part of it. <laughs> All right. So let's um, let's talk about these new Macs, the M1 Macs. And I, there are plenty of places that people can go to read about their performance benchmarks and all of this stuff that I don't think most of our listeners really care that much about. I think probably what if you're listening to this, what you really want to know is like, why should I care? Mm-hmm. What will it do for me? And, and, you know, who should buy one or who should wait? And so I have um, one of the MacBook Airs. It looks in every single way exactly like the MacBook Air you could buy a week ago, right? There's no change on the outside to it at all, with the exception of three of the function keys have slightly different icons on them, which is not, that's insignificant. But it is, no kidding, the fastest computer I've ever used. The new MacBook Air. Correct. Yep. Okay. And it is, and I have a, tw- right now I'm recording this podcast on a 27 inch 2020 iMac, eight core iMac, which is like a beast, right? I mean, it's designed for performance and this MacBook Air is as fast or faster in most of the things that I would use it so for. So it's going to completely blow my mind. It, it will completely <laughs> blow your mind and it'll actually, 
it will be better than probably what you're even able to like perceive because you, you know what I mean? It's like, it'll just, because I think for most people, once you get to a certain, certain threshold, if it does everything you need it to do as fast as you need it to, it doesn't even matter if it's faster than that, but it will be, (laughs) right? But it's like, oh, this is incredible. I get so frustrated waiting for tabs to load and especially, you know, like um, data heavy, you know, Google uh, spreadsheets and like, or Trello boards sometimes. And just, and I would say right now, and this is probably light for me, I have 15 tabs open on both screens. So, um, you know, collectively, and I've got three applic three four applications running and I'm barely keeping up and I, I'm thinking about how much faster I could work and how much time I could save and I've been just trying to band-aid this the whole time by doing like things like clean my mac or moving to the brave browser which helped but at some point it's just time to upgrade yes and I'm there I'm totally there this computer is not going to become obsolete this can become a family computer type thing but it's it's totally time and I'm I'm ready so I am going to want to talk to you offline about my best purchasing options. <laughs> well, <laughs> but... let's talk through some things. Okay, so I, I have, I've written about it quite a bit, but today I did publish some thoughts about using it. And one of the things I tried to convey is that most devices, most well, most computers, especially laptops, but all computers – And by computers, I also mean phones, tablets, whatever. They're all a computer. They're all about a series of choices that lead to compromises. Okay, so you can get an iPhone with the biggest possible battery, but it also means it has a giant screen. And if you don't like a giant screen because of the way it fits in your hand, it's a trade-off, right? Or Mm -hmm. you can get the iPhone mini, which people love because of how small it is, but it also has much less battery. It's a compromise. There's some compromise involved in every choice. You can get a amazing super fast whatever laptop usually but it's probably not going to get great battery life or it's going to be big and heavy right that's just like Mm -hmm. the trade-off you can't get all those things what's what's so mind-blowing about this macbook air is there's no compromise it's Mm -hmm. the fastest laptop that i've ever used it's a macbook air so it's also like super thin and light right just like yours is but here but here's the other crazy thing I unplugged it this morning at 6.23 in the morning, and I have been using it all day. Wow. I've, I have been using it for um, in Safari for writing. I've been using apps on here. I had a WebEx you know, video meeting. I have not plugged it back in once today since 6.23 this morning, and I still have 47% battery life, which... Wow. So that's eight hours of use so far and it's at 47 percent battery life normally my macbook pro because i obviously am an early morning person if i start working on it at five o'clock it's at half battery by eight o'clock whoa that's a huge difference yeah it's insane it's so it's it's 18 hours is the what they're saying the bandwidth is the battery so they rated at 18 hours for web i mean for video playback which means you could just like start it playing for 18 but like they have to pick something to measure it on because your daily use is going to be different than my daily use but i'm at eight hours at half like and i'm still at almost half and i'm not going to use it for another eight hours today like the difference is you can use it like you would your phone you charge your phone overnight and then you just use it all day right Mm -hmm. you don't have to think about it and it's not like I haven't been doing 
excuse me, anything with it. I've done video meetings. I've done like all the normal things that I would do. And it still has 47% battery life left again after eight hours, which to me is just ridiculous. So, and it doesn't even have a fan. How often when you're using Chrome or Brave or even does your fan start to kick on? Uh, surprisingly not that often. Only if I'm trying to like use a heavy application, like if I'm more say trying to edit a video or like use something that um, involves a lot of CPU. Am I saying that right? <laughs> yes. Good job. You did good. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't ask me to tell you what it stands for, but I know how to say it. <laughs> it that that's totally fine. Come. So, but this one doesn't even have a fan. Yeah, like, no, I really like that. But what would I do with all the stickers on my computer now? Because I don't think that I can save them all. Uh, well, you're going to keep the computer, you said, and it's going to become a family computer. So yeah, but they're like anywhere. all brewery stickers. <laughs> so. Okay, so that could be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's just an aside. I guess I'll have to go visit some more. That's when one of our, we're talking about traveling. One of our favorite things to do is, like, um, travel to different cities that have an interesting craft beer or winery situation going on and just you know hop around and try them out so that's where i collect all my stickers as like artifacts of where we've been to try different stuff yeah so i did some yeah like you can people do like benchmarks they run these tests where it just puts the cpu through the grind and it does amazing it's like faster than any mac that they've made other than like the mac pro that's great but what i care about is how how does it do for the things i'm actually using so like I went into Lightroom and I exported 75 photos and it took about a minute and a half and I did the same same photos same 75 photos on my iMac and it was like four four minutes that's, so like it was faster four times doing faster the, yeah it was it was like well like almost three almost three times faster and I'm like okay and then I today I made a conscious decision that I took it off the power cord and I'm not gonna plug it back in until it either dies or till I'm done with it today to see like because. I realized that while we're all working from home, we're probably pretty close to a power adapter most of the time, mm-hmm. but that's not going to be the case forever, right? We're going to eventually <laughs> go back outside. We're going to travel again. College students are going to go to school and they're going to unplug their thing in the morning and they're going to go to class and yeah, they're going to go work in the library deal. and they're not going to have to worry about plugging things in. And so to me, I think it represents a pretty incredible shift when you think about the, like the computer that you're using but even the computer that i was using which is until this week the top of the line laptop it was a 13 inch so you could get a 16 inch which was better but the top of the line 13 inch laptop that you could possibly buy i had one and this is better hmm. see i don't i don't care much about a 16 inch versus a 13 inch but then that's also because i use a big display on right on the other side so you do you typically only work on one screen well yeah because i usually am on this imac but when i'm writing so i use this for video meetings for editing podcast for video any of that kind of stuff but for most writing things i just do it all either on my ipad pro or on a laptop do you because i don't need it go ahead ahead. sorry do you think you're going to shift to doing more on your new macbook um macbook air i will so i will definitely like i'm gonna edit this podcast so by the time you've listened to this i have edited this podcast (laughs) barring some sort of like 
unforeseeable thing. I use logic and logic is native on this, so that won't be a problem. So I'm going to edit it on here. Um, at least for the sake of, you know, trying, I do have in Mm -hmm. my closet over there, an external monitor that I used to use with my laptop before I had this iMac. So I, well, I may get it back out and we'll just for fun, but I don't have enough room on this desk for that much stuff. Um, but, but I like to be able to have a laptop for writing on because I actually prefer not having more space. <laughs> like I, it helps me focus. Right. I can't focus as well on this iMac because there's too much opportunity. Like there's, mm-hmm. t- I can have too many things happening at once. Whereas on a, on my laptop or, which is why I really like to write on the iPad pro because it's a, even another step further. Like it fo- forces me to focus on the task that I'm on. Right. Does that make sense? So once I get my new, com- my new uh, MacBook air, I should take a day of PTO just to play with it. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a few days and we have some holidays coming up where, and we're not traveling. So I'm just like, I don't know. I'm so, I've never not traveled during the holidays just because I'm the only pingree that you will find in the state of Arkansas. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so, um, I'm probably going to have a little more time and I would like to try using it for things like, um, my mom wants to do a Christmas thing where she sends us all, we all get cookie stuff and she sends us these cutters and we all do it on a zoom with all the kids. And I'm like, yeah, yeah new computer to do that would be great. But do you expect any, since it's so new, do you expect there to be any deals going on during the holidays? Um, I know Black Flower Eye Day isn't really going to be a thing this year. It's kind of like, you know, Black November, December. I guess we're not really, we probably shouldn't be even calling it that anymore. It's been black (laughs) since March, basically. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, And yeah, I don't even know if we're supposed to call it that anymore. Uh, But um, do you think that it... There'll be any. So Apple deals. doesn't really do that kind of thing, right? Usually when they offer a deal for the holidays, they um, like give you something extra. So it's like buy a new Mac and you get, get a, a dog, get an AirPod mini or what? Get an AirPods or something like that. So like you, they do that. They do that kind of thing. They don't cut it off. However, somebody I did see on Twitter today, somebody posted that, Amazon was offering 50 bucks off the MacBook Pro. So actually, we should talk about that real quickly just to clear up. So I have a MacBook Air. I intentionally didn't want to be reviewing the MacBook Pro for a couple of reasons. So the MacBook Air is the lightest, thinnest, sleekest little um, laptop that Apple makes. And so putting the new processor in it is an enormous leap forward compared to the current MacBook Air. The MacBook Pro, there are two different versions of the MacBook Pro. There is a MacBook Pro with two ports and no touch bar, and there is a MacBook Pro with touch bar and four ports, which is the one that I own, um, the Intel version. They only updated the two-port version. My thing is the the MacBook Pro with two ports, if you buy that, it's $300 more expensive than the MacBook Air. You get a touch bar, which I hate. <laughs> You get a slightly brighter screen. You don't get any more ports. You do get a fan. So in theory, you might get like better sustained performance. But again, most people, that doesn't matter. And you get slightly better battery life. 
when they introduce whatever they're going to replace that four port macbook pro with it's going to be insane Ugh. right so if you buy a macbook pro now and you pay the 300 bucks more now my my sense is you might wish that you had just waited for the other one they also have the mac mini which is a little desktop computer that you plug into a display or whatever and that's it's the same computer it's just which form factor do you want it's just as fast it's just as incredible so that's great if all you really need is to replace the computer that your kids sit at a desk. I personally am a big fan of laptops, so the Mac Mini wasn't all that interesting to me. So the reason I mention all that is I think that people have to think through, like, I need a new computer. I see that there's these three new ones from Apple. Which one do I choose? My general sense is the MacBook Air is going to be twice as fast as anything you currently have. I feel pretty comfortable saying that no matter who you are, no matter who you are listening to this. And then the only reason to opt for the Mac mini or the MacBook pro is if you have a specific reason that you think that that's You know, the MacBook mini, the Mac mini, for example, is like $600, $700. Well, that's like super cheap, right? So if you already have a display and keyboard and everything, and you're not planning on going anywhere for a while, save some money and get a mac mini yeah but i mean for just a few hundred more dollars and i know like we're talking like first world problems here (laughs) but like i want to have a computer long term that i can take places because i like to get out of the house sometimes and go work somewhere else i i um i think the mac the mac mini seems cool because i could just plug that into my very nice monitor and work off of that but and i guess i could get that and still take this to 2015 around with me but i'm probably not gonna (laughs) (laughs) really the only difference is that the mac mini has a couple more ports on the back and and this might be important for some people so the macbook air and the macbook pro the m1 versions have two ports but you can only plug one external display into them okay they only support one external display and then you obviously have the display that's part of the laptop okay the mac mini has the same two usb4 thunderbolt ports it also has two usb type a ports which are like usb3 and then it has an hdmi port oh nice so you can actually plug two displays one to the hdmi port and one into one of those USB-C Thunderbolt ports. So if having two displays, like large displays on your desk is important, then the Mac Mini is probably a better option because you can actually plug two external displays. Whereas with one of the laptops, you're going to have a 13-inch display on the laptop and then your large display. So right. that for some people, that might actually matter. True, yeah. I remember when I worked in an office, um, my first day I got there and they had the it what looked similar to the Mac Mini sitting on my desk with two monitors, you know, uh, pair, you know, in a V shape next to it, and I was like, yeah, that works. But I did, I had, if I wanted to do any work at home, I did it on my personal computer, right? So, which I yeah, I liked working from home when I could, so <laughs> I did so, that. <laughs> My consent, my general like take for people if they're thinking, should I buy one of these? Is if you need a new computer, you will not be disappointed with any of these. Okay, like that's just like for you, Jess, you need a new computer, you won't be disappointed with a MacBook Air or a MacBook Pro. Really, the only reason to think about the MacBook or the Mac Mini is what we just said if you mm-hmm. need some of that other ports and you're not going anywhere, and that's fine. If you have a really great computer, 
but you just want to take advantage of the new Apple Silicon and you want to be on that new, like I want the new thing, I would actually suggest that you wait because if you have a computer right now that's similar to like my MacBook Pro or you have one of the 16-inch MacBook Pros or you have a twenty, you know, 2020 iMac or something like that, I would suggest waiting because right now the Macs that they introduced with the M1 processor are the slowest Macs with Apple Silicon that they're ever going to make, right? These are the first generation. These are the slowest M processor Macs that they're ever going to make. So what comes next is going to be even better. And if you don't actually need something now, it you might you can afford to wait to see what what the better so is. So you think going I should be. actually wait? No, no, no. I'm not saying you personally. You're I'm talking saying about someone, the people who have like 2018 and above. Or yeah, somebody who has a 2020 MacBook Pro or a 16-inch MacBook Pro. The, that can if it's doing what you need it to do and you just want like I want the best you could wait right yes the yes this MacBook Air actually might be a little bit faster but what they replace your computer with meaning fictional person who's listening right now with the 20 you know with a 16 inch <laughs> MacBook Pro what they actually replace the next 16 inch MacBook Pro is is going to like set your hair on fire it's just going to be insane yeah right? so how long do you think that'll be? Because like part of me is like, oh, I don't want to be disappointed and then have FOMO about missing out on the newest one. Because in essence, getting the MacBook Air now will, and I'm not, I don't have a problem with this. It'll be me being an early adopter um, for the M1, yeah. for the M1 processor. So, what, I mean, and there's no good answer to this, but like in your guesstimated opinion and will it take to get the new one the, ne the next level yeah so the good thing is you don't have to guess because apple has said that they plan to complete the entire thing in two years so they started now and by the end of 2022 they're saying they're gonna have transitioned everything over now the last mac that's gonna get a trans get transitioned is gonna be the mac pro because it's like you can buy a you can literally buy a fifty six thousand dollar mac pro with a 1.5 gigabytes of ram and I say gigabytes, I meant terabytes of RAM, 1.5 terabytes of RAM, which is more than most computers have as a hard drive, <laughs> right? Like, and you can get it in RAM. So who needs that? <laughs> well, if you're doing like advanced 3D rendering, animation stuff, if you do like molecular gene mapping, th those types of things, wow. we're dealing with really large files. Um, or if you're doing mm -hmm. like, um, studio audio recording where you have a hundred tracks of audio going. Those are the applications where you use that. And that's the last computer that's going to get transitioned over. I would be, if I had to guess, I bet you will see the net, whatever the next one is, which probably will be maybe the iMac or the 13 inch MacBook pro in March or April and then see something else like an iMac, the 27-inch iMac, in the fall of next year. And then after that, mm -hmm. start to see the, the final one, like the 16-inch MacBook Pro and the Mac Pro come the following year. That If I had to like guess, maybe the MacBook Pro, the 16-inch, will come later next year. Um, and at the same time, what that means is that the MacBook Air very well may not also get updated until the beginning right. of 2022 i don't think you'll so it's a, go ahead it's a good time for me to make the make the jump because i'm just getting 
super irritated and I'm going to have a way better experience and be way more productive if I just do it now. Yeah, your life. So some, so Sarah Johnson, who you know, um, former colleague of both of ours, was asking, hey, I just got a brand new MacBook Air and I love everything about it. Like, why, why would I care about whatever it is you just said? And I started explaining all of the specs and and she goes, that's a whole bunch of tech mumbo jumbo that I don't understand. I love my computer. Why would I care? And so basically I said, because it's everything you love about the computer you have, except for it's super faster, better. <laughs> like, that's it. It's just, it's better. It's more of it. It's faster. It does things easier. But the things you like about it, the design, the thinness, the keyboard, the whatever, the trackpad, all of those intangible, they're all the same. Like, and some people were disappointed by that. I mean, just thought I had because they were expecting all these things to be redesigned. And I've heard some other tech writers and analysts talk about this. And I think they're exactly right. That Apple was very smart because they took away the fear, right? It's the same. In fact, you could buy, if you just went online and you had no idea that Apple had made this change and you bought a MacBook air, other than the fact that it would be ridiculously fast, you wouldn't even know why it's ridiculously fast, but you'd have no idea that there's anything different about it. Right. It's just better. And, and they make it, and it's been so long since I bought a new computer, but they make it super easy to just transfer over everything from your previous yeah, there's, computer. There's basically, just with your Apple ID? or Yeah, so there's that's a good question. There's a couple ways you can do it. The first one is they have, well, they have a thing called Migration Assistant. So as you're setting up your new computer, it'll ask you, do you want to transfer your information over? And if you do, you can transfer your information over by literally connecting the two computers together as long as your old computer supports certain things. So let's just assume it doesn't. The easier option, that's a little bit faster, but the easier option is you just make a time machine backup of your current machine, okay? okay. And then you plug that into the new one and tell it you want to restore from that time machine backup and everything will be the same. That's probably what I'll do. Yeah, and, yeah. and especially if you've already been using time machine. So that option can take a little bit longer the reason for that is that the hard drive that you back up to is probably not as fast as the hard drive on your new computer, right. so it can take some more time. And I'm not really too worried about losing a lot of stuff because so much, so much of my stuff is just in the cloud yeah. and I can get it wherever. So if I lose a, a document or a recording or something, I don't really care. Um, if I was like had encrypted files that were crucial, right. <laughs> that would be a little bit different. No, but that's a good point. That you just made because when I set this MacBook Air up, I didn't actually do either of those two things that I just suggested. I just set it up, put in my Apple ID, which means that I can then go to the App Store and download the same apps that I have on here. And all of my files, well, almost all my files, with the, all of my files that are not like Google Docs, which are all in Google Drive, everything else, all of our podcast stuff, all of the things I work on are all in Dropbox. So literally, once I logged into Dropbox on this device, I had all my files. I didn't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. They're just there, right? So Right. So I'm the same way with Google Drive and Dropbox. And I back up every single photo that I ever take um, with Google Photos yeah. automatically. So yep. So really not that big I didn't deal. actually do the migration assistant. And yet, this computer is basically everything's the same, <laughs> right? So, so... Um, this feels like a pretty good place to end. I agree. That's a good place to kind of wrap it up. I would be interested if there's anybody who's listening, if you bought one and you have thoughts, send them to send us your feedback on Twitter, or if you have questions that we didn't address today, because really we're trying to think of like what, what's the benefit and who should buy one. 
If you still have questions, please let us know. Otherwise, we will talk to you next week.